naturally, when you see a company like in the same way that if you saw like someone you admire in a room, you would go up to them and be like, Hey, I'm a huge fan, blah, 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 blah. Like, what are you drinking? Can I get you another one? Do you need more cheese? That sort of thing. Hey y'all, I'm Chase Clemens. Welcome back to the Support Apps Hangout. This is a show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. Now, our crew has some of the best support pros in the business, and one of them is back this week. <laughs> the other two are off gallivanting around or some, I think Jeff said strategy or strategery or, I don't know, it could be like planning or it could be the board game. I wasn't really for sure on that. <laughs> so, um, Carolyn is back from her vacation. Oh. Carolyn, how was things? We missed you. I miss y'all too. Things were great. I um, ate a lot of Greek salad and pasta and pizza and drank a lot of wine and it was delightful. That sounds like you're living the life right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then our special guest this week, Moment Kevin from over at Help Scout. Uh, Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, For (laughs) folks that uh, don't know you. Go ahead and give us like a, a brief snapshot. A brief snapshot of me? Yeah. Um, well, I work at Help Scout. I've worked there for about two and a half years. Uh, so Basecamp came on before my time. However, <laughs> uh, still close customers. Um, I, uh, I have two cats and I love them very dearly. I uh, am live in New York City and I am a customer success manager slash customer champion at Help Scout. Nice. Two cats, names. Oh, Gorilla. Uh, actually, I can show you both of them. Um, oh, well, oh, wait. You can't. It's the <laughs> <laughs> um, Gorilla. Uh, gorilla is a Siberian cat. Uh, she's hypoallergenic. She's our fancy cat. And then we have a rescue cat, uh, Cats Domino. Um, who's just like a, 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 she's like a domino print, like uh, she's like all black with white spots. Aww. See, I think that needs to be like our new intro question, Carolyn, for like all of our guests. Like mm-hmm. pet names, come on. <laughs> and do you have a fancy cat and a non-fancy cat? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, so there's a little bit of a story behind the fancy cat versus the non-fancy cat, and they're actually both related to significant others. So the fancy cat. I bought with a, it was a very irresponsible purchase, uh, with a, um, like what is like that rent deposit? Like when you, when you move out of an apartment and they like give you, I think it's security. like security deposit. Yeah. yeah. And I was like moving back in with my parents and I had this security deposit and I was dating a guy who was allergic to cats and I really wanted a cat. And so I bought, I spent the security deposit on this hypoallergenic cat. Cat lasted longer than the guy? Yes, my, the cat stuck around. Yeah. The, guy, the guy stuck around enough. Enough that it was, was an appropriate choice. <laughs> but, but so, yes, yeah, so then I have this cat. And then um, Cat's Domino, uh, my husband uh, proposed to me with that cat. So, Wait, uh, we're going to need to hear that story at the end of the episode. I <laughs> we'll tell folks to stick around for that one. Uh, yes. New men in my life come with cats. <laughs> it's a good rule. So for our uh, for our listeners who have been following along in our onboarding series, you know, we touched on a uh, just a few different manual options for contacting customers. And last 
I was going to say last week's episode, but I think it was like two weeks ago. But anyways, the last episode, which kind of got me wondering, like what happens if you notice a certain company signs up for the product? Does that like prompt them to uh, prompt you to reach out to them or anything like that? So um, that's our topic for this week. We're going to start with uh, with Mo. We'll give you the first first tips here. Are you is Help Scout watching? Like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to like figure this out in my head. Is there like some page that if I'm a Help Scout employee, I can go to and like see? Oh, look, Chase and Awesome Company signed up today. Uh, there are many pages to see that. <laughs> so um, probably the easiest page for that uh, is we do have a direct connection from our back end uh, to a Slack channel. Mm-hmm. So that Slack channel shows us literally every company that signs up. Um, and also we started uh, pulling in a survey with how many expected users that company is supposed to have. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, also, you can tell recognizable names. But we also use HubSpot, which is another... Um, it's, it's kind of a marketing automation software. And that is, we have everyone go through, you know, onboarding drips and through there, you can also see who's gone through in a given day, or, um, you can also see it right from our back end as well. So I'm curious, why the Slack channel? Like what, well, what, what's the story there? What's why, like why? Well, the Slack channel is nice because you can see it in real time and also it comes with desktop notifications. So if you are in the business of welcoming new customers and a new customer comes in and they just signed up, uh, you get a nice little alert that says this customer signed up. And for the most part, they're good for fodder for the onboarding drips, which are segmented in all sorts of ways that give people special attention based on specific things. Um, but, you know, every once in a while, you do get someone that comes in that is like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so is that one where, so again, Chase, an awesome company, shows up, Slack notification. Is that one where you're going to be like, ooh, Chase, and like, what, what is that just like, and now we're done? Or is that like, there's a next action that happens? I think that model you may have set up before the show started. That like if Chase started an awesome company, <laughs> I don't think yeah. the audience heard that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so Chase an awesome company. That's the you know the, the fake company I always like to use. But, <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're right. So for listeners, that's one of those where I forget I have these like personal things and I just never <laughs> tell anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really helpful when um, you know when you're trying to like talk through a new customer flow. Um, you know, customer does, uh, signs up and then this happens, this happens, this happens. A lot of times at Basecamp, we'll have like just a fake company. Um, like with Basecamp, it's Honcho, Honcho company or Honcho, Honcho designs or something like that. I forget That's something. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but whenever I use an example, it's Chase and Awesome Company. Um, so yeah, Mo, if I, uh, yeah, I sign up, you get a notification on Slack. Is it like, what next? What's the next step? Well, what we'll usually do for everybody, but again, Chase an awesome company. Yes, exactly. Chase specifically at awesome company. So this has actually changed uh, recently uh, since we have um, different folks. Um, since now we have HubSpot and we have all of these onboarding uh, drips that classify people in all sorts of different ways. And we also have um, a specific team member. His name is Tim. He's great. Uh, and he kind of nurtures in some of those special 
um, those special customers in his own way. Uh, but in the past, when we were smaller and those things would just come in on the Slack channel, um, we would start out by sending a personal email like, hey, huge fan, blah, 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 and usually start with um, an invite to call, which is a huge deal for us because we are not a phone company. <laughs> and we will go to great lengths to avoid getting on the phone. Great. Like, if you can get on the phone with us, you're already like kind of special. <laughs> so, um, so we'll, we'll have like an invite to a consult and then, um, for like, especially good brand fits. Um, and, uh, what we would consider a brand fit is just a company that we know that has a similar philosophy as we do in terms of how they run their business and their ethics and their, you know, their design and their product and, and everything, uh, seems like we would be a really good fit for them. Um, after having, you know, an initial conversation, see that we're going to be a good fit and they're, you know, ready to maybe put a ring on it. But even if they're not quite yet ready, uh, we'll invite them into a private Slack channel, uh, and then do any sort of, uh, troubleshooting in real time. Um, the Slack channel doesn't always work out. We do have, uh, we have had customers in the past that we've brought a Slack channel in and they did not decide to continue on with us. It doesn't always work out, uh, but we, I will say for the uh, large majority of the um, customers that we have brought into a Slack channel uh, do end up becoming paying customers and then the Slack channel continues into their customer dumb, some of them still having them like Basecamp. <laughs> um, what we have done recently, though, since we have grown quite a bit since that era, uh, is actually the support-driven uh, Slack community has given us this wonderful opportunity to have our own You Help Scout channel. So now we, when people become new customers, we invite people into support-driven community and into that Slack channel uh, so then that we can talk to them through there. That's clever. Not only are they like, you've got this, this chat with them, but they're also getting like general community, like support resources too. Exactly. Because that's, what's so nice about it too, is just because we, uh, even if we can't man that the entire, we're woman, that is mostly woman. <laughs> and if we can't woman that, the, the, uh, we have so many people who are power users in that channel that actually help folks along the way with the same tips and tricks. And then like once a month, we'll also do a AMA uh, in there. And then we'll have like three people from Help Scout in there, like doing like a power hour session where we answer everybody's questions. Uh, but for the most part, we just casually are participating in that channel. Nice. Uh, Carolyn with Buffer. Uh, we'll start back at the beginning. Is there any, like any page that everyone is watching or notifications for new signups, that kind of thing? Um, so not the short version is not exactly, um, (laughs) the long version is, um, yes, on the business side. So we do have an onboarding team that keeps an eye on all the, um, companies that sign up on the business side and, like Mo mentioned, there's a fair amount of automated reach out for those customers, inviting them to webinars and such. But um, Hannah um, and a couple other folks, especially particularly Hannah, um, keep a close eye on all people who come through that. Um, 
And similar to what Mo said, if there was like a particularly exciting match for whatever reason, um, I assume she would reach out and give them a little bit of extra special treatment. Um, if somebody signed up on the, um, on the free plan, we wouldn't necessarily notice. Although, um, if it was, you know, just sort of a brand fit or an exciting partnership for some other reason, we wouldn't necessarily notice. But if it's like, (laughs) for whatever reason, I feel like they always notice the ones with a huge amount of followers. So if there's like an account that signs up that is very well-followed or famous or Mm -hmm. something like that, then we tend to notice um, because of the, just the different ways that you can rank accounts. And like one of them is by like influence. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> that, that fabled social media influence that is still yeah. the, my K score or something. I, I, yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. Remember that. Okay. That's a, it sounds a little Black Mirror. Like in the sense where you're, have you guys watched Black Mirror? Okay. Well, there's an episode where your weight is um, valued by the amount of likes that you have. <laughs> And, and if you get like you get better support at airports or like anything, if you have more likes, I'm sorry. So. Community did it first and did it best with meow meow beans. Oh, like, okay. that episode was fan- it was basically the same thing except for like you you were ranked on a one to five scale of cats of meow meow beans, <laughs> and then like fives are elite and up in the heavens, and ones are basically just trash and you don't talk to them. And <laughs> anyway. Not to divert too much with the, the K score or whatever it was. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense for a social media app. Like you're, you're going to have, like, I, I'm, again, I don't have a ton of followers or influence or whatever, but my guess would be the yeah. more followers you have, the more you're going to need an app like Buffer to manage inter- interactions with all that. So it's very much a, if I've got five followers, that's not a big deal. If I've got 5,000, that's, I need something like Buffer. Right. And, you know, if you've got 5 million, you might have a team um, and you might have, you know, a need for a contributor feature that gets approved by you. Um, so, yeah, the the higher um, follower count, the more likely it is that um, they're going to need a, a business tool like Buffer. And so um, in those cases, we would we would notice those because those float to the top of the list. Um, but, yeah, it's not foolproof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think anything that we talk about is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, yeah, just to, to round it out, uh, Basecamp, we don't really do anything like this. Um, just so like first, the, the sheer number of new signups on a daily basis would make it tough um, to pick through and, and kind of see what was going on. Uh, like see specific, like if you took and, and just hypothetically did a Slack channel, right? Like that would just be a constant ding, 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 ding all day long. And that just, you, we would stop watching it. <laughs> right. That would just get left behind. Um, one of the things that we did do that was kind of interesting is, is, and it, it's not a, like a, like a big shock or anything like that, but in the, um, uh, in the welcome email that we have that goes at the very first one that you get at the very bottom. It's like, Hey, if you want some extra help with anything, just reach out. And it directly comes back to my email address. Uh, not a ton of people take us up on that, but when I do like when folks do, um, 
do reply that way, I make sure to, you know, kind of check out what their company is, what they do, uh, and then bring that into the conversation. So like there was a gentleman this morning who worked for a, um, a construction company uh, down in Texas. And so we were talking about, like, I, I, I sent an email back and was like, you know, glad you're safe from the hurricane and all that. Um, if you need any help or anything like that, just let us know. Um, you, you know, just kind of, again, bringing in that element of, of kind of like, I'm real, I'm here. I've looked in and like started this relationship and, and, and went with that. Um, Mo, one of the things I'm interested in, um, so you mentioned that, that, you know, with like the Slack channel that you opened up for, for instance, that it's not a guarantee of success. Customers fall off from that. Um, do you think it was, do you think having that kind of open, like kind of VIP chat experience was effective? Like were those customers probably not going to convert anyways? Or like, do you think that this might've like that might've swayed them to stick around a little bit? I guess what I'm asking is like, how effective is the, the time that you're putting in where it's the, we're going to look at the Slack. We're going to like figure out if they're a brand that we want to be in touch with, like invite them to a phone call. Like this is a lot of work. So how effective? So this is why I think we've evolved beyond this point is because I do think, I mean, I love that we did it for wild bit and we did it for cozy. We did it for you guys. Um, and I do think that it was valuable and I think that chat is incredibly valuable. Um, so how we've actually evolved it instead is, you know, help scout used to be very strictly email as a channel, as a support channel, cause our product is email. And that was the channel that we had available for help because we had this wonderful story of how you can deliver great support with great email. And um, that's tr- totally true. <laughs> but as, you know, as, as, as time evolves, uh, we, we actually started doing um, onboarding chat for almost everybody now instead. So now we have uh, like a chat widget with Olark. Um, in on only during onboarding so not through uh the entire uh reign of the customer's life but um through the first 15 or 30 days basically if they keep extending it they'll have their their trial period for as long as they have a trial uh and that has been actually like <laughs> miraculously good on conversions <laughs> like it is our biggest like shocking like shockingly the biggest winner in terms of like all of the the stuff that we like throw and try with people (laughs) it's like like with like we also tried handwritten notes we tried um, oh yeah we should have a show about handwritten notes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, I think you did too, like oh, two shows we need, ago. A part, we need a follow up to that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like with the handwritten notes and with the reaching out with the Slack channel and then like also offering calls and it's like we have all of these things and it's like the only one that really, really, really moved the needle was chat at scale. And the other thing that's nice about chat is like you can give five people one-on-one support at once in real time. Um, and you, but you can't really do that with any other, any other medium. And that's, everybody gets that, right? So if I sign up, it doesn't matter if I'm awesome company or not. Yeah. That is, the, that's the other reason I kind of like, I mean, like I love, I mean, 
So HelpScout, first and foremost, like our, probably our biggest brand image, but probably just who we all are as people is like, we want to deliver like superhuman support and we want to be a superhuman product. Not superhuman, but <laughs> incredibly human. <laughs> and so like, naturally, when you see a company like in the same way that if you saw like someone you admire in a room, you would go up to them and be like, Hey, I'm a huge fan, blah, 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 blah. Like, what are you drinking? Can I get you another one? Do you need more cheese? That sort of thing. (laughs) I love that this episode is more cheese. We have cats in there. Plus like put a ring on it. It's like, it's like everything I've ever wanted. My life will be complete if somebody comes up to me randomly and is like, do you want more cheese? I'd be like, I've I've arrived. So, but yeah, so like if you, if you liked someone in a room and wanted, you know, to talk shop with them, like you, you would, you would approach them. So similarly, if even still, if, if we see someone we're like, wow, they would be an awesome health scout customer. Like we'll still like take them out of our onboarding drips and approach them and have a more, um, personalized, uh, feel with them. But what's really, but I, for that one. So you, you pull them out of all the other drips that you've got set up already. Yeah, so they don't get duplicate emails. Okay, cool. So, so it's basically like Sorry, so like we're little s- practical nuggets like that. I'm like, oh, oh, duh! Like that makes sense after you said it, but I don't know if I would have thought of it first. Yeah, like our emails are like they they have a personalized feel, and they they come from me, so they do come from a, a person's name, and and you know, oftentimes I think people don't think that they're automated. <laughs> I mean, it happens say they're automated but like sometimes the way people respond is really like it's okay i'm good but thanks for checking in and like the sense that it's like you didn't have to say that (laughs) wow that must be a well-written email it's like the ones that i get from my local chevy dealership that's in the handwritten font but it's like the printed thing right it's like oh you almost had me Um, but I also really believe in, so I do, like I said, like with a human company, you are with just wanting to deliver human personalized support. You naturally see a person or company you like, and you want to reach out to them. However, I also strongly believe in egalitarian support, which is why we don't like have support by tears or anything like that. Um, and like, even though we're kind of experimenting with the idea of account managers, we haven't quite gotten there yet. And cause, because we've always been able to deliver the same support to our smaller companies as we have to our larger companies. And that's actually like why I love onboarding chat so much is because it's actually super easy to deliver that egalitarian support across all levels, um, which is harder to do if you're doing a more personalized approach. So, Carolyn, one of the things I'm interested in, and, and we can kind of tackle this from like the, the like if I'm the customer kind of viewpoint too, um, is it creepy? Like, is it like, oh man, like I signed up for, I don't know, I signed up to buy shoes at Zappos and somebody was like, oh, Carolyn, like I know her. I saw her on the Support Ops show. Like, I want to say hi. And then, like, is there like that, I guess, does it become creepy at some point if you're kind of not stalking, but if you're like, keeping up with who's signing up? Um, I might be the wrong person to ask for this because <laughs> I have a very high creepy tolerance because I've worked in social media for five years and like we're so. Uh, go, with the pro, go with the pros. I, can, I got the, the cons covered. Don't worry. Cause it's kind of creepy. creepy. Okay. Yeah. So with that caveat, 
um, that like, I'm kind of a boundaryless person. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it's creepy. Um, I think a bunch of years ago it would have been creepy. I always, I think I tell this story sometimes that like when I applied at the job that I had before Buffer, which now was eight years ago, um, I like didn't follow the person who was hiring me on Twitter because I didn't want to be creepy, but I did like look at that page all the time. Like I had it bookmarked, but I didn't want to be creepy. So I didn't follow it. And now it's like, that would be unheard of, right? Like you would absolutely, you would, it would almost be a ding against your record if you hadn't followed that person when they went to look. Right. So, um, no, I think, I don't think it's creepy. Um, depending of course on your business. I mean, if there's like a, if you're in a highly sensitive business, um, then that, that changes things. But like, for what we're talking about generally like business services, B2B. No, I I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that there's any, I think personalized service beats non-personalized service 10 times out of 10. Yeah. For me, it's, if I know the company or know the people at the company, then that's cool. That that's a different situation. If I'll give you an example, Um, I went to order replacement parts for my lawnmower from an Mm -hmm. online store and put in the order, yada, yada, it was fine. And then got an email, really nice, you know, like cordial kind of feeling email from um, one of the, I don't, they didn't call them account managers, but it was like basically like their sales reps or whatever. That was, oh yeah, I checked out your site, saw you on Twitter, like saw you had a, a podcast and yada, oh, yada. Wow. And I was like, that, I, Too just, much. I, I just want my lawnmower part. That, that's yeah. all I want, you know? That was, maybe that's the thing. Maybe if it's a transactional, like even if I keep coming back to them when my next lawnmower part breaks, like I'm not using them on a day-to-day basis. So for me, it was, I want a transactional, like I'm giving you money, give me my part, everything's fine and and go from there. And they kind of like tried to get me loyal to their brand at the Wazoo. And that was just like weird for me. I think you hit the nail on the head on where the creepiness comes from, because this transactional interaction you had them knowing about your podcast and you know, your photos or whatever had nothing to service you with the business at hand, but knowing somebody's in e-commerce and knowing how e-commerce companies set up their sites typically is going to help you deliver them, like deliver a better service to them because you could say, Hey, I know that you sell bags. Uh, Timbuktu is also a customer of ours. This is like what's really successful in terms of a setup. Like that is going to service them later. Uh, whereas like, it's not really helpful for you for getting this lawnmower part to like have them know you have a podcast. There's one other thing I would add to that. I totally agree. And in addition to that, I think there's a difference between like getting a personal email that says, hi, I noticed that I think we might be a special fit a good fit, you're a special customer to us, like, I'm here if you need me, is a great experience. But having somebody be like, ooh, I think you're a good fit, so I'm going to be super aggressively salesy <laughs> towards you. You're like, damn it, I wish I hadn't been recognized. Like, I would have rather just been able to, like, have, have my normal trial. Um, so, yeah, that's the other part. I was assuming that the email was in good taste. <laughs> I more specific. <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was just left a weird feeling. It's almost so um 
you know, we, we kind of batted around this idea a couple of years ago at Basecamp of having a page that you could go to where you could see like who signed up recently and, and maybe like, you know, if, cause you can use all sorts of services like Gravatar and things to pull in a photo if they've uploaded one, like maybe have that show or something like that, because Jason was after, uh, and a couple of us are after this feeling of, well, who's our customers who have signed up. If Basecamp is a store and I'm like in the store, who's in the store at that moment. And like, that is, is kind of a, like, I'm good with that. That's one of those where when I walk into a store here in town and the owner says, Hey, how you doing? And they notice, I don't know, like an Auburn hat or something and ask about the game last weekend. Like that's, I'm good. I'm good with that kind of thing. It was just the, yeah, this is a transactional thing. And now you're taking it up. And (laughs) there's also a certain self-awareness that that salesperson lacked. Like that, like to, to the, to Mo's point, like that wasn't serving you. And like, I, I really liked the campaign that I think like Bank of America or one of them did a, a while back where it was like, we recognize that every time you like, we, we are here to be invisible. Like if, if you need to, to work with us, that's like, usually something has gone wrong. Right. So like, we're not trying to be brand like sure we want you to like your experience but we're not trying to like have you think about us and think about how much you like us like we're not here for that um and i thought that was very like coffee shops so you can come and sit for you know i forget which bank that was but they were they were like there was like these little neighborhood bank kiosks where you could like um like go in and have a cup of coffee and hang out and and like work if you wanted to or chat and it's like no i don't want that for my bank Right. And B2B companies, I, I think, do have to walk this line of like, sure, it's great to give a good experience and it's, and it's, it's, a, it's important to think about the brand experience. But like, yeah, are you really trying to like be in your customer's mind a lot? Like, maybe not. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a type of self-awareness that sounds like that your lawnmower salesman <laughs> doesn't have. And it was really disappointing because I went back to like order another part from them last week and they were closed up. And I was like, mm. it was a sad little like website of after 10 years, we want to thank you for buying from us. Was, sad. And were you like cringy about buying from them? Cause you didn't want a creepy email. So, okay. The, <laughs> I don't know if, if other people had this problem, like with me, when I find somebody that like stocks the things I need, I go back to them, even if it's a kind of weird experience sometimes. Jobs to be done. Yeah. So it's like, I have a lot more part. I need this other thing. Like I'm just going back to them because I know they're there and it's yeah. quick and convenient. I've got the page of my history still. And <laughs> I guess if I get another email, then I get another email, but you know, just, yeah. Yeah. yeah keep finding that, that people use the service that's easiest regardless of how delightful the experience yeah. is. It's the switching. <laughs> we should do a whole show on that. It's the we switching. Should. That's the hardest. Yeah. Um, so last thing I guess I want to uh, just point on real quickly. Um, Mo, you said that the most effective conversion thing that y'all have done so far has been the kind of egalitarian chat. So it's not, I notice somebody and kick them into this chat segment. It's anybody. Yeah. So do you think that's like kind of like, it's, I, I should write these questions down that way I can think of how to phrase them before we do this show. Um, but it feels like lately a lot of SaaS companies have been moving toward this customer success where we set you up with an account manager and like 
make a big deal out of like having this, this tight relationship with you and all that. What you talked about earlier with, with the, the Ulrich chat, it was very much more of a feeling of like, everybody is, is worth this, this equal, awesome, superhuman treatment that we want to give them. And it doesn't matter if we saw your name pop up somewhere and thought to reach out. It's like, no, you're getting this by default. This is the default. So is that the way that, that folks should be headed? Well, so it's, it's, this is a tricky question. And the reason it is, is because we're not even completely headed there. So we do still have, uh, we still have, um, like I said, Tim, who handles like, uh, essentially we've segmented everyone in chunks. So we have one to three, four to 10 and 11 and beyond. And so, um, Tim handles the, um, 11 and beyond and, and really kind of nurtures and works with them. Uh, a lot of that is because we have a pay per user model. So they are also the bigger spenders just by default, but a lot of it also has to do with 11 plus is a more complicated company. They have group teams that they need to set up. They have, you know, departments and, and organizational patterns that are not going to be um, as intuitive. And also usually they are switchers. So they are folks that would, will need to get data migrated over and, um, you know, just, they, they require a higher touch, not just because they're giving us more money, but because they're also more complicated. Um, and so for that, we'll always keep this higher touch, um, eye on people coming in just because it's, it's a, it's a more difficult transition. Um, anything lower than 10, it's not that difficult of a transition to get into help scout. It's really like you set up an email forwarder. If you've used an email before, there's like a couple hurdles. If you've used a help desk before, there's almost no hurdles. <laughs> it's like, a, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy, but like the biggest blockers are usually things where somebody is in a, uh, a make or break moment of like, I can get this set up or I could try a different software. So, which is why we offer it during onboarding because it's like, we can answer this question on how to set up a forwarder in two seconds and then that person stays on the page and they don't leave. Uh, or we could wait for them to email us. And then even though we have a very fast email support, like still 15 minutes is enough for them to move on to something else, maybe have gone on to a totally different project, close their email, um, all these things. So I do, I mean, in terms of it, but this, so what makes it complicated is that it is, it's incredibly valuable for the uncomplicated setups, but there are a there are complicated setups that do require high touch. Perfect, Carolyn. Same question over to you. Is that like what, what's buffer thinking going forward? Um, you know, you mentioned with the with the business that you're kind of watching these things. Is it? is it going to kind of keep heading in a direction of these high touch when you notice certain companies kind of thing, or is it kind of split like Mo was talking about? Yeah. Um, we've had a similar experience, um, which is that we used to try and have everyone support every customer and, um, have, uh, everyone get the same type of support and the same availability of chat and things like that. And yeah, we've moved away from that as well. Um, not only because it's just so much harder, but um, specialization 
increases speed and efficiency and quality of service. So, um, yeah, we similarly now have uh, a different setup for that. Um, and, um, yeah, I wouldn't say picking people out of the, of the new customer queue is, is a strategy of ours, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, for the same reason that, that the same reasons that Mo was describing, um, you know, if somebody reaches out to and requires a sales process or, um, you know, is more of a biz dev lead, like, or they have to negotiate an enterprise price, like, of course, they're going to need a different experience and they'll get it. Perfect. All right. So that's our take on this one. Let us know how you handle those kind of, you know, I still don't know what to call it. All I can think in my head is like, there's this like big TV screen in an office and it just has like, so-and-so just signed up. Thumbs up. So-and-so just signed up. Thumbs up. Um, Supposedly, there's a screen like in Google's headquarters that shows like Google searches in real time. Reminds me of that. I think it's filtered. (laughs) For those of you who are listening to this, this horrible face. This is my fancy cat, by the way. <laughs> so let us uh, let us know how your company handles all this. It's hello at supportops.co um, for the email. We're at supportops on Twitter. Mo, where can folks find you online? Oh, um, a couple places. Uh, so I do have a Twitter handle, but I really only do Twitter for Help Scout. <laughs> nothing else. So we're just going to so tweet I, at Help so Scout. I guess you can find me at, at Help Scout. <laughs> so, um, but I do have a Twitter handle, which is at Mo McKibben, um, M-O-M-C-K-I-B-B-I-N. Uh, and then my Instagram is also backslash Mo McKibben. Um, it's not all safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was the best thing you ever said to make everybody go check it out. That's clever marketing, right? <laughs> clever. This is just the best episode. Um, <laughs> if you have a free minute, leave us a review on iTunes or share a link to the episode on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I guess, since you're going to be over there checking it out anyways. Uh, we'd love for you too, since it helps get the word out on the show. That's it. Thanks again for listening. And until we see you again, have an awesome week. I guess initially, Joe really wanted to bring home the cat to surprise me with some sort of like cute thing where it's like he had the engagement ring tied around her neck or something. I don't know. That's what his like in his dream, how he wanted it to go. Um, unfortunately, like when you adopt from an shelter like Paws, they're like really hardcore about like meeting all of the owners in the house to make sure that they're like not psychopaths or like would be good owners. So like Joe was like, so I went to go see some cats. You have to come. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, great. I love cats. <laughs> so, then, um, so then we, we, we send, he's like, well, we can get a cat today. And he was like, I think we should get another cat. So he, so we sat on the floor with all the cats and cats domino. You, they say you should always choose the cat that comes to you. So um, cats domino came and sat on my lap right away. And then Wait, your cat's name is cats domino. Yes. Cats domino. <laughs> <laughs> K A T Z, right? Uh, no, it is cats, like 
a normal plural cats. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> fine though. Domino makes up for it. Oh, okay. I was picturing a cat named Domino. No, okay, no, no. Got a cat cats. named Cats Domino. Cats Domino. Okay. Uh, cats for short. CD or uh, C Doms. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we we take her home. Um, I have this cat. I'm so happy. Uh, so then she'll, like, because we had to take her home in, like, a cardboard box, uh, like, the, like, pause box. Um, Joe <laughs> comes up to me, and he's like, oh, like, I don't, like, oh, can't, I don't really, like, took a dump in this box. Like, it smells horrible. And I'm like, Ooh. I am not smelling that. And he's like, just smell it. And, of course, I do. And then the engagement ring box <laughs> was in there. <laughs> so, so, then, so then then we were engaged. 